Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Turn in your Bibles with me, please. Ephesians chapter 1, quickly. Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to read verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1, we read one verse. We take our reading from that and when we will zoom off. Amen. The Bible says in him, in Jesus, in him, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Tonight, the title of my short exhortation is The Mystery of the Speaking Blood. Mystery of the Speaking Blood. For many of us listening tonight, this subject is not new. But for everybody really, it's important to remind ourselves, why is it that the blood speaks? What, is, what does it mean that it speaks? Now, Doctors will tell you that uh, when a man's complicated health condition is to be determined, it's not known, and when they don't know what it is, the way to know it is they have to check through the blood. The blood reveals things that are not on the surface. They don't know a man's health condition just because he's seated, he's looking good, or he's smiling. Sometimes they say somebody had a you know, heart attack, you say, but you know, he looks healthy. It's not just on the looks, but the blood speaks what the surface does not tell us. When you are a worshiper, the truth of your worship is determined by the quality of your blood sacrifice on the altar. Now that might sound strange, particularly for some young folks' blood on the altar. What do you mean? I want to know that the blood speaks. Now we're not pouring blood here. Physical blood. But Jesus Christ told us that the Father seeks those who will worship him in truth and in spirit. When you go to work, this is how you will understand it. When you go to work and you have labored all day, all week, all month, you are paid your wages. Your wages represent your blood. It's your sweats. Do you understand this? That's your labor. That's your sweat. That's your sweat and your blood. Now, what you do with that is a reflection of what you are doing with your blood. And you find out that there is no worship without the blood. So, here comes the deal. You find out that God makes it clear to us when he asks us to come not empty-handed. You bring a reflection of your sweat. You can't serve God with an empty hand, an empty heart, an empty life. You put everything into it. The blood speaks. From the Garden of Eden, when man fell, and Adam and Eve felt naked. They said they were naked. God told them, who told you that you were naked? Now you realize that that question is God does not agree with their position. Who told you that you were naked? Because really before God, they were not naked. But just to satisfy their state of mind, God had to kill an animal 
He shed the blood of an animal and then he covered them. But may I just say this to some of us who may not know. Why the devil thought he was frustrating God's plan by what he did with Adam and Eve? God already ensured that there was a blood that was speaking. Even before that incident took place. Because the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation. Are you listening to me this evening? Before the foundation, before Adam and Eve could even think anything, God took care of Satan. Are you listening to this? He took care of anything. So there is always a blood that preceded the action. Say the blood is speaking. The blood is speaking over my life. So why the devil thought I got man? God said, there's nothing you can do. God knew the end from the beginning. The blood is still speaking. The Bible showed us many instances where people sacrifice their own children. They shed the blood of their own children. Kings slew their hair just to stop a war. Are you following this now? And the, incident, the interesting thing is, even God will not do anything when such a thing occurs. Because there is something about the blood. What is it about the blood that it speaks? Even when it appears silent and buried. It appears silent and buried, but it is still speaking. What is it about the blood? What is it about the blood? The blood covenant, the blood. Why is it like so powerful? Most religions of the world, they are simply manipulating the power of the blood. They are using this principle. And the children of God, we are taking it lightly. Many of us, we don't even understand what this means. We know that Christ shed his blood. That's what it is. Okay. But I'm about to show you that that's not just enough. I'm about to show you something. That's why it's important for you to understand the blood speaks. How does it speak? So you see the religions of the world. Why they manipulate the spiritual laws. Why they use it in all kinds of ways. And people who are supposed to be rulers have been ruled over. Satan, demons, the occultic, they drink the blood of the innocents. You know the interesting thing is, they don't just drink any kind of blood. They look for quality blood. They look for innocent blood. Again, to show you, the quality of the blood on the altar is important. Now, what is the quality of the blood you put on the altar? Now, I know Christ paid the price. But after Christ paid the price, then you have to enforce that victory. Amen. Let me quickly mention something before I really start. In 2 Samuel chapter 21, there is a story that always shocks me when I remember it. This is just shortly after David came into power. The Bible said for three years there was famine in the land. And David did everything possible. And you know David, he worshipped, he prayed, he gave offering, he did everything. The famine did not shift. For three years, not three days. So after some time he went to God. He said, God, what is going on? Why is this happening to us? And God said, ha, ha, ha. If I let me read it for those who may not know this story. God, God told him that this is the problem of that bloodthirsty soul. The Bible said in verse 1, said, now there was a famine in the days of David for three years. Year after year. And David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered. It's because of Saul and his bloodthirsty house. What do you mean? What did they do? He said, for he killed the Gibeonites. Who are those? 
These were people who actually got into a covenant with Israel through a very funny, dubious means. But because the covenant had been struck, God is a God of integrity. God said, well, you are blind. You have to keep it. It was a blood covenant. Ah! David said, wow, I remember this incident. He didn't question it. So in verse 2, David called the Gibeonites, called their elders. He said, well, this is what I found out. What do we do? Now the Gibeonites were not the children of Israel. So you see this point. The Gibeonites were not children of Israel, which means ideally God shouldn't be punishing the children of Israel, his own children, because of something done to outsiders. But God keeps covenants. These folks now, the Bible said that the children of Israel, they had sworn to protect them. That was the promise. But Saul, because of his anger and his insecurity against David, he killed these folks. So in verse uh, 4 or so, quickly, because of time. The Gibeonites said to David, this is when he offered them, he said, what will I offer you? Anything. The Gibeonites said to him, they said, we will have no silver. We will have no gold from Saul or from his house. Nor shall we kill any man in Israel. We are not after any man's death. But all we want is seven sons of Saul. Now, friends, from what you know of God, wouldn't you say, no, no, God will say, no, not that far. Even God did not stop their request. We will not take anything. All we want is seven sons of Saul. Now, in verse 7, the Bible said David, he didn't, he didn't argue, he realized that he said, whatever you say, I will do. So he offered them seven sons. But in verse 7, the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan. He is gathering seven sons. He had to look for sons of concubines. He gathered them together and he would not touch Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan. Why? Because there was a covenant. A blood covenant between David and Jonathan. Somebody might feel confused when you read the next verse. The Bible said David gave Mephibosheth and some other. It's not the same Mephibosheth. Okay? So it's a different Mephibosheth. Just two people with the same name in that family. Here is the point I'm trying to get you to see. As soon as he handed over the seven to them, they killed those seven and the reproach stopped in the land. Now, the blood of the people that Saul killed before was still speaking. Are you listening to this? Oh, it's the Old Testament. No, the blood speaks. The people that Saul killed, the blood was crying out for vengeance. So why we talk about the blood? My dear friends, Every blood is powerful, including yours. Every blood is powerful. It's not just the blood of Jesus Christ. I just showed you that. But what is the difference between every blood and the blood of Jesus? This is where you have to understand where some people are afraid of witches and wizards. You have to understand that God has not left you alone. You are not meat for them. Amen. You must understand that you are not meat for them. Whatever the enemy may have thought he would do with you, you are above that already. Because a price has been paid for your life. 
when we talk about blood, what is it about the blood that makes it to speak? The Bible tells us in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. Many of us know this. This is God speaking about the secret of the blood. He said, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. I have given it. Don't watch it. The life of the flesh is in the blood. So you can have the flesh that looks so beautiful. Without the blood, there is no life. I have given it for you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. When we talk about the blood, we are talking about life. When we talk about the blood, what will we say? So your blood represents your life. Remember Cain and Abel? When Cain killed Abel, the blood of Abel was doing what? He was crying out in the earth. He was crying out vengeance. He was crying out vengeance in the earth. And God said, the blood of your brother is crying out to me. In Genesis chapter 8, when Noah came out of the ark, after that heavy flood, the Bible said the first thing he did was he shed blood. He offered sacrifice, and were not just small sacrifices. Quality, expensive. Because then the blood calls out unto God, and the Bible said God smelt it. God smelt it. Because of the sacrifice that he paid. There is power in the blood. What is the theme? What's the difference between any kind of blood and the blood of Jesus Christ? And how does that blood of Jesus Christ now become our blood? In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians 15, from verse 39, the Bible says that all flesh is not the same flesh. <laughs> you see that? He already told us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. He now says that all flesh is not the same flesh. That's why the occultic, when they request and they are making a demand for blood, they don't just ask for any blood you see on the street. They don't just ask for anything. They tell you that go and look for the quality one. Look for a virgin. Look for dad. Look for a child. Look for one. Look for whatever the thing is. Look for a lamb that is clean. That's in the Old Testament. All flesh is not the same flesh. He said, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, another of birds. There is also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Now, the scripture is showing you that there are levels of flesh. Now, when you have levels of flesh, you now begin to have levels of blood. Remember that all blood is powerful. But it's just that their power varies. You get the point now? Now, verse 41. There is one glory of the sun. Another glory of the moon. Another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. Now this is law. Satan knows this law. The angels know this law. But the funny thing is, 
Satan knew the law is every sin, every flesh that sins dies. So he knew the man already was under his grip. But what Satan never knew was that God could disguise himself. Are you following this now? He could disguise himself. The celestial could disguise himself and inhabit in the terrestrial. And become ordinary. Are you following this now? And the ordinary, because he didn't expect that. He knew the law. And he knew God knows the law. But Satan never thought. Had they known, they would not have. Are you following what I'm saying tonight? Had they known, they would not have crucified the son of glory. Because he knew, wow, I have been checkmated. So Jesus Christ, he had to exchange that on the outside. But there was no singing. I think I'm going ahead of myself. But that's okay. If I don't even preach this message, I can see something is about to happen tonight. Because the blood speaks. So what happens is that when he exchanged himself, he had to get to the point. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to get to the communion later on. That's the whole idea of the communion. Ah, that's the whole idea of the communion when Jesus Christ said, this is my body. He had to ex <laughs> exchange, had to occur. Are you following this now? It's a prophetic exchange. Everything about Easter, everything about the cross is an exchange. It's an opportunity for the celestial to come into the terrestrial because all flesh are different. Are you getting this now? So when the devil thinks he's trying to get your blood, it's not yours. He's trying to get your flesh. It's not yours. Because we said it tonight. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I wish I had some witnesses tonight. It's not me. It's not me. The devil can't get me. If I take the communion, when I take the communion, the body of Christ is in me. He said, this is my flesh. This is my flesh that was given to you. That's why sickness has no right to be in your body. That's why no curse can be in your body. Ah, oh, you getting this tonight? The whole idea of the communion is an exchange opportunity. It is like a moment of marriage. We are two become one. The Bible said, therefore the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. <laughs> When he hung on the cross, I was on the cross. Are you getting my point now? When he was on the cross, that's me on the cross. Oh, 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 oh. oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Thank you, Jesus. I have gone so much ahead, but that's fine. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Let me just begin to speak. So, here, give me two minutes and I'll, and I'll, and I'll get back to this point. So, you see, Jesus Christ... On the cross, he shed the blood. We know that. But I told you that shedding the blood is not enough. Because God told Moses in Exodus 12, when the Passover was established, he told Moses, Moses, tell my people to get a lamb for every family. And they must kill the lamb. But is that where they stopped? No. He said, you have to use the hyssop to apply. Are you following this now? The hyssop to apply the blood where? 
On the lintel, now I want to see a family now. They kill the lamb and the blood is in the bucket in their house. And they are looking at the blood. We have killed the lamb. The blood is there. We can see the blood in the bucket. But there is no blood on the lintel. Will that family be covered or not? So you see, the Aesop is what is applied, what is used to apply the blood. Today, the Aesop is the tongue. Your Aesop is what? The tongue. Because they use the Aesop to sprinkle the blood. So there is a shedding of the blood and there is a sprinkling of the blood. Until the blood is sprinkled, there is no power. Are you following this now? Until the blood is sprinkled, you have to sprinkle the blood. You have to sprinkle the blood. That is when the blood speaks. The blood speaks because you are sprinkling it. Are you getting it? You are sprinkling the blood over my house. The Bible said, therefore, almost everything is atoned for by the blood. With anything and everything. So when you sprinkle the blood, you are applying it with your tongue. The Bible said, they overcame him. They overcame him by the power of the word and the word of their testimony. The word, the word of their testimony. Your mouth begin to decree it. Your mouth begin to say it. Your mouth begin to decree it over your household, over your body, over your children. That's how your word of testimony. Ah! I sprinkle the blood over this place. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. So the Bible tells us that in Revelation 5, as I begin to round up, <laughs> I sense something about to break loose tonight. The Bible said in Revelation 5, Revelation 5 12, he said, Worthy is the Lamb. He said, Then I had a great shout. He said, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive seven things. And your mouth has to sprinkle the blood. To receive what? Power. You sprinkle the blood for power. To receive riches. To receive wisdom. To receive strength. To receive honor. To receive glory. To receive blessing. Hey! Every area where you apply the blood, friends. You see this number 7777. When Jesus Christ was crucified, he shed the blood in seven places. Seven places. The Bible said that his hand, right hand was nailed to the cross. His left hand was nailed to the cross too. The Bible said that the soldier came and they pierced his side. Are you following this now? That's the third one. His two legs were put together and they were nailed to the cross. The Bible said they looked at him and they pulled the beard on his face. He said his face was mad before beyond recognition. Are you still here? The Bible said that on his back they stripped him and by stripes we were healed. And last but not the least, he said they gave him a crown of thorns on his head. Seven powerful places. Seven powerful places. And then the psalmist now said, forget not his benefits. Psalm 103, he said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, forget not his benefits. Seven benefits were listed. 
this evening I begin to pronounce it. I begin to declare it. I begin to appropriate it in the name of Jesus. From today, in the name of Jesus, receive renewed power. Receive renewed power. Power of resurrection over the power of the enemy. Rise up in power. Power in your mind. Power in your life. In the name of Jesus. In Luke chapter 10 verse 19. He said, Behold, I give you authority. I give you authority to trample upon serpent. Tonight you will trample upon serpent. You are not ordinary. You are not ordinary. Your children are not ordinary. In the name of Jesus, you will trample upon serpent and scorpions. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. In the name of Jesus, in Romans 16, 20, the Bible said the God of peace, he shall surely, surely, he shall surely crush Satan under your feet. I say you crush Satan under your feet. You crush Satan under your feet. Because on the cross of Calvary, when he hung on Calvary, you hung with him. In the name of Jesus, according to the gospel of Christ Jesus, your testimony will be full. In the name of Jesus, your testimony will be full in Jesus' name. You will lay your hands on the sick, they shall recover. Receive power. Receive power for the miraculous. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I decree from today, you become a threat. I say you become a threat to those who are threatening you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible said you will tread upon scorpions. He said you will tread upon lion and cobra. You will tread underfoot lion and cobra. I decree power over your feet. Anointed your feet. In the name of Jesus. You will step into the places of power. In Jesus name. What is making other people to stumble? You will not make it to sleep. In the name of Jesus. Receive grace. Grace to walk over affliction. Power to walk over affliction. Power to walk over depression. Power to walk over oppression. Power to walk over confusion. In the name of Jesus. He said, what is the lamb? The lamb that was slain to receive power and riches. Power and riches. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3.16. It says, length and days are in the right hand. And in the left hand, riches and honor. From this day, receive financial breakthroughs. Financial breakthroughs. You will rise. You will rise. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Your light has come. Your light has come. From this day you are not under. Rise up in grace. In the name of Jesus. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. He says it is God who gives you power. Power to get wealth. I decree financial wealth. Health wealth. Wealth in your body. Wealth in your health. Wealth in your thinking. In the name of Jesus. The covenant of blessing is yours. In the name of Jesus. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He said I have plans for you. I have plans for you. I have great plans for you. He said the plans I have towards you. They are good and not evil. In the name of Jesus. Receive because of the shed blood of Jesus. Receive the perfect plan of God. Receive the perfect plan of God. Anything that has altered your plan up to this point. We change those things. Receive the plan of God. Listen to me. The plan of God is long life for you. I cancel every untimely death. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We sprinkle the blood of Jesus.
Jesus. We sprinkle the blood of Jesus. Abundance will follow you from this day. Abundance will follow you. You break into new grounds. You will excel in the name of Jesus. He says in third John chapter 2, he said, I wish above all things you prosper. You be in health. I said prosperity is your portion. In your business, you will prosper. In your career, you will prosper. In your life, you will prosper. In your ministry, you will prosper. In your family, you will prosper. In the name of Jesus. The hand of God is upon your life. He is upon your life. Your testimony is coming forth. Your hand will see it. Your hand will handle it. Your eyes will see it. Your mouth will testify of it. In the name of Jesus. He says, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. They pulled his beard. They pulled his beard. His face started gushing with blood. Mad before recognition. I decree from this day, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, favor goes with you. When men see you, favor goes with you. Favor into places. Your face will shine with favor. The glory of God will cover you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, he said the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. By stripes we were healed. I sprinkled the blood of Jesus over your health. Every medical condition that is defiling the word of God on this Easter weekend, I come against you in the name of Jesus. I come against you in the name of Jesus. Whatever your name is called, that health condition, obey, obey, obey the word of God. He was crucified. The Bible said he was chastised for our peace. By his stripes we were healed. I decree healing. I decree healing. I decree healing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ah. You are released from that generational curse. In the name of Jesus. He took your brother. He took your sister. He took your mom. He will not be numbered in your name. I decree the bloodline. The bloodline of Jesus. The bloodline of Jesus. All around you. The blood speaks. The blood speaks. The blood speaks in the name of Jesus. It's a riches and honor. Everything the devil has planned to bring disgrace to you, we cancel it in Jesus' name. They have been waiting to see what will be the outcome of this Jesus. This is your Jesus you have been talking about, and yet you have this problem. You have nothing to show for it. I change that story. I change that story. I decree honor upon your life. Grace coming to you right now. Grace is coming to you right now. You know, Satan, he saw the prophet of God in Zechariah chapter 3. He was dressed in garment of shame. But the Bible says, God changed that garment. God will remove the garment of shame. The garment of shame is, is removed from your robe right now. Receive the robe of grace. The robe of joy. The robe of the garment of praise coming over you. You are testifying in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ was stripped. He was stripped. He received all the shame for you. 
so that you will be robed in garment of joy. He shed his blood for blessing. I decree the blessing of God over your life. The blessing rests upon the head. I decree the blessing of God over your life right now. You are head, you are not tail. Put your hand on your head wherever you are. I decree the blessing of God over your life. The oil of joy flowing over you right now. In the name of Jesus, bless at the thoughts of your mind. Bless at the thought of your mind. Bless is the fruit of your body. Bless is the work of your hand. Bless, 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 bless. You are blessed when you go out. You are blessed when you come in. You are blessed when you go to the city. You are blessed when you go to the country. In the name of Jesus. From today. From today. The place of your struggle becomes the place of your destiny. From today. The place of your mistake and fall becomes the place of your miracle and rising. Receive your miracle. Receive your rising. Receive your miracle. Receive your rising from this day. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 10, 22. He says the blessing of the Lord make it rich. Adds no sorrow. The blessing you are receiving tonight will bring you no sorrow. In the name of Jesus, it shall be permanent. It shall be permanent. In the name of Jesus, it shall be permanent. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Every lost glory regain it tonight. Receive it back tonight. Every lost ground, lost glory, lost gold, receive it back tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, you shall lack nothing good. This is the season of your blessing. Those who are blessed are known in the time of famine. I decree that in the time of famine, you will have a lot to give. You will flourish in famine. In the name of Jesus. According to the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Be delivered from poverty. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. Like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.